Welcome to the First Responder to Rich's Remo Show, the podcast dedicated to helping first responders earn additional income and create lasting wealth through real estate. Each week, we'll break down complex concepts, debunk myths, and interview a variety of industry leaders to help you thrive beyond your professional calling. And now here's your host, top producing mortgage broker, real estate investor, and fellow first responder, Scott Sarai. What's going on? Welcome back to the First Responder to Riches Remo Show. I'm your host, Scott Sarai, coming to you live again this week with another killer interview with two top performing realtors in BC. Actually, I think in the country, they're probably top five. Amy and Allie are a powerhouse team out of Vancouver who surpass expectations in all markets and absolutely kill it out there buying and selling for their clients. We had Amy and Allie on the show today to talk all things real estate and especially talk about their niche and their cross-border program where they're taking their clients and creating wealth for them by investing in markets abroad, such as Scottsdale and up and coming Tulum and Los Cabos in Mexico. It was a great conversation. It's always fun to chat numbers with Amy and Allie. Check out the episode and I hope you enjoy. Hey, Amy, Ali, welcome to the show. Hello, thanks for having us. Super excited to get the both of you on here. I've been following your journey for a couple of years now, and I've been seeing what you've been doing, and I think there's definitely some value um, to be had here and to be shared. So before we get into the questions, why don't you both tell us about yourselves and what you do? Okay. Um, so my name's Ali Ballam, and uh, I have been a licensed realtor here in Vancouver for almost 10 years. So in January, it'll be a, our, our 10 year anniversary. And uh, actually Amy and I met when we were in our um, post-licensing course with uh, real estate. So we met when we originally got started and uh, became friends back then and both went our separate ways, but collaborated quite a bit in our first initial two or three years. And now we're going into almost year six of being in a partnership. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we both kind of found out we invested at the same age of 24, even though we looked 24 Only a few still. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we had a lot of commonalities and just, um, you know, Ali's a spark plug. Uh, I like to keep my energy quite high <laughs> all the time. So we just kind of sparked off each other. And um, I think they call us the energizer bunnies around, around the office and our clients kind of know that now. So we sell a lot of real estate. Uh I think the average agent does about 12 a year and we're, we do over a hundred homes a year uh, for, oh gosh, I don't even know how long. Um, So it's kind of a goal of ours, but our biggest goal is that we just love helping our clients. We love investing ourselves and then also representing a minority, which is women investing in real estate. So um, yeah, we're really excited to be on here. Awesome. Yeah. So I kind of know the answer to this, but for our viewers, it's always nice to, to know that, Realtors are invested themselves in the market. So where are the both of you currently invested for real estate? We're invested all over. So uh, we're both invested in um, the US, specifically Scottsdale, Arizona. And then we are both invested uh, throughout BC, uh, primarily in the Vancouver market here, and um, as well as in Mexico. Yeah. So like Kelowna is kind of um, up the Okanagan interior. And then, yeah, as Victoria, it, uh, yeah, Victoria, 
Uh, there's a lot. <laughs> we we at one point I think had like 13 properties um, between the two of us, and then uh, we kind of shifted things around as we went cross border. And we both just recently bought in uh, Tulum and in Cabo. So uh, that caused us to sell a few of our properties to make that happen. But um, so our count is down. We're kind of working on it to get it back up. But just uh, relocated. <laughs> That's all. Diversification. Yeah. <laughs> totally. So I get this question quite a bit and first responders, especially they're hesitant to invest in real estate because they feel like it's a, a burden or a job out of say the, however many properties you have, are you managing them personally or do you have a professional managing the properties for you? So with our short-term rentals, we do have property management companies that are, are managing those for us. And then for our longer term rentals, we're both managing them ourselves. Okay. Awesome. Now, I've been watching this on your guys' Instagrams and social medias for a bit. Can you explain what the cash flow game night is all about? Yeah. So um, I guess I kind of was addicted to this game at one point. I would force my family to play with me every Christmas. It's kind of like Monopoly on steroids for those of you who haven't heard of uh, the cash flow game night. Um, or the casual game, you can order it on Amazon. It's quite an expensive game. I don't know about this inflation, but I, I looked it up on Amazon. It's like a $200 game. Wow. Uh, and my dad just found one at a garage sale for five bucks. So I was, I was pretty stoked about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, the game is amazing. I started to play this with actually strangers, or we'll call them like-minded individuals that I went on meetup.com and started playing the game in Metrotown Mall at the food with strangers. And I was hooked. I was, you know, quite young at the time. And I just thought this is, this makes so much sense, you know, that I would rather be, you know, me and Ali always joke, but we call it now rich babe, poor babe, because we're always like, we'd rather be a rich babe than a poor babe. Um, and a lot of you out there, you'd rather be a rich dad than a poor dad. And the difference of mentality between the two is so different. And once you kind of see that um, and it's transparent to you it's really hard to shut off so that uh that that game is based on a very very um simple but impactful book which is rich dad poor dad and what's really great that we've seen over the last couple of years of doing it we've actually been doing it for a while but we took a little hiatus during covid and a lot of people um are just so thankful to be around like-minded individuals and it's not, you know, some are just getting into real estate, some own real estate, but they're looking to make moves. And it's just being able to collaborate and feed off each other and bounce ideas off each other. Not even just the game, but being in that atmosphere. Um, a lot of people have grown so much just by being in those settings um, and meeting new people. And knowing that it's, it is possible at, you know, that, that game teaches you, you know, you pull a card of, of what kind of, um, I guess, job you would get like a janitor or a police officer or um, a pilot. And so everyone has different incomes and different backgrounds. But the moral of the game is that you can retire rich and earlier if you make smart moves in real estate and understand it as more of like a algorithm, more or less, and understand the cycles. So yeah, if anyone wants to ever come play, <laughs> we do it every third Thursday at our office in Yaletown. And we are going to do a, we are going to um, do a first responders only night um, a couple of times in the next coming months. So we'll let everyone know about that too. Totally. Awesome. Yeah. I, I'm a big uh, Robert Kiyosaka fan. Like I've read multiple uh, books and I just finished reading his uh, how the rich stay rich or how the rich get richer. Um, 
So on that note, Amy, I know you um, just made a, a transition or a shuffle with, with your primary residence, and it kind of speaks to what the rich dad always advocated for in his books with like, I'll, I'll let you explain it, but what was it that made you make the move uh, from what you've done currently? I'll let you, you speak to it before I say anything more. Yeah, no, and it's good that you pointed it out because I had a lot of people reach out. So I posted on my Instagram. I was trying to be more transparent because uh, we've had 10 interest rate hikes, as you know, Scott. It's just crazy over the last year. And both Allie and I are on very variable mortgages. So we thought, you know, it started to get kind of heavy and a few hundred bucks here and then thousands, uh, thousands and thousands. And and thousands. Then I, I looked one day and I was going... I feel like a poor babe. <laughs> like I can, you know, um, I can afford it, but it, it starting, it feels tight. I feel like all of my money is going to one home that I'm living in my principal residence. So it's not like my principal residence is paying me. I'm paying out of pocket. My cash is going out and yes, it goes towards the equity and my house appreciated so much. But I think that was key is reminding myself Hey, what are you doing this for? You know, what is your end goal? And all of us, like, we want to know, you know, where are you going? What do you want to achieve? Do you want the property and to sit out on your sun deck in Mexico, sipping a margarita and have a revenue property in the sunshine? Or do you want to own a, an apartment building? Some of our clients are like, my goal is to own, you know, a 10 unit apartment building. Everyone's different for me. I want to be really comfortable. I want to live for free as early as possible. And I don't know, write a book one day or buy an art gallery. I have no idea, but something like, it was like, I want freedom 45. And so does Allie. Like by, by 45 years old, we want to know exactly like how much money we're making. We're fully diversified in different things, not just real estate, but a multitude of things that's paying us per month. And I just didn't see it by holding on to this big, huge house where I'm, you know, I'm in Arizona a lot with Ali. I'm in Cabo, you know, selling real estate there. So, you know, my little mini dash and wiener dog is living in the lap of luxury and I'm paying, you know, north of $8,000 a month. It doesn't make financial sense. And that's where I think the emotion I had to really work hard to separate it. I think Ali knows like it's, it's still a struggle, I loved my house. I worked, you know, I grew up in pretty much lower income housing. You know, it's my, my parents never, they went through the 1980s with 21% interest and almost lost our house. You know, we weren't, um, you know, flush with cash by any means, but I worked so hard to get that house and invested, you know, so many times just to get such a house like that and to give, to not give it away, but to sell it, it, it hurts, but I know it's the right move. So for anyone listening, I think it is important, like, you know, get ahead of the wave, understand or talk to, you know, us and, and, or a professional and, and see how do you feel? Are you feeling too tight? Are you feeling stretched? And it's okay to say that you are like, it was uncomfortable for me. And then now I'm saving $5,000 a month living, you know, we're here right now. And it's beautiful in my beautiful apartment. And like, yeah. one thing to say too, is that, you know, and I'm proud of Amy for doing it because what she can do with that, you know, $3 million home is now she can go and put that into different properties that are going to substantially, you know, increase her net worth, pay her every month. And then, you know, each property will appreciate over time. So those properties will appreciate more 
than just one asset over the next five years, right? So diversification is is huge. And she's, you know, we preach it to our clients all the time, but her doing it herself um, just goes to show, right? That, you know. Yeah, like I, it was like, pay this or save five, like saving $5,000 a month. Like it seems wild to even have that roll off my tongue. Like it's just such a, but Hey, we live in Vancouver. So this is the reality when Ali and I go into the U S or, or Mexico and we shop for our clients, there's houses that are $500,000, right. With pools or villas, like you should see what we bought in Mexico. It's, it's a dream come true. And I'd rather do that and have those pay for me to live for free in my property than have one house and be stretched thin. You know, we're all in our earning years and trying to retire as fast as possible. We have to remember that, I think, mm-hmm. is the key. Take no, one for step. Sure. Yeah. For sure, that makes sense. And just to really break it down for everyone listening, what they're saying is basically don't put your cart before the horse. And, and what the rich dad, poor dad mantra is, is that you buy assets that will pay for your liabilities. So don't go out and buy that fancy car. And I think he references a Porsche in the book. Don't go out and buy a Porsche, go out and buy uh, a multifamily unit or an apartment that cash flows. And then with the cash flow, you can service the debt on the, the rental and the Porsche payment. So um, kudos to you for making that decision. I know it's definitely a tough pill to swallow because I did see pictures of the home on Instagram and it, it looked fantastic. Um, before we come off the Rich Dad Poor Dad stuff, I got to ask favorite Rich Dad or add book out of the series? Just the first one. I'm yeah. going to start the, the good old original. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, definitely a keeper. His wife's book I thought was great for um, for the women out there. Okay, good to know. Uh, okay, so I know you guys are, are, are big players in the space. You've had massive success um, with pre-sales uh, and the resale market in Vancouver. How is it that you continue to be a top producing team probably top in the country uh, with resales and keep your thumb and pulse on what's coming up for pre-sale developments. I think it's just working really, really hard. Scott, we do not sleep. Uh-huh. <laughs> I sleep. <laughs> I can't function without sleep. I have a two-year-old, but, um, but no, I think it's also, it's also um, making sure you're, you're up to date with what's going on in the current market conditions, right. And keeping your clients up to date, and always being first, you know, the arm's length with them. And, and even with this market right now, a lot of our clients are going to be renewing their mortgages in the coming year, right? A lot of them are investment properties. So it's our job to kind of stay on top of that and give them advice on what are the next steps. You know, right now, if you're negative eight, nine hundred thousand dollars a month cash flow, maybe we, you know, list that, hold on to the money and then relocate it when the time is right. So I think we've gotten to where we've gotten because the knowledge is so strong. Um, we were really blessed and we always just thank our clients and not ourselves because we're just not like that. But I think our clients come, come to us. Like we don't door knock, we don't cold call. They come to us because we feel like we have a doctorate literally in real estate and your doctor, I would hope wouldn't knock on your door and ask if you've gotten a broken arm, they, you know, you would kind of go to the doctor to say, Hey, this is what's wrong. Fix me. And Allie and I are known to be the fixers. Like we help so many people rearrange their portfolios. We do a, what's called a strongest uh, versus weakest link analysis. 
And when we say analysis, like it's a deep analysis. Like when we sit down and at our office with people and we do our whiteboard exercise, we're actually drawing out like a five to 10 year plan and figuring out like, if you follow this, A, B, C, D, you're going to get to your blue sky. You're going to get your Hawaii property. You're going to get your principal residence that you wanted with a beautiful coach home, you know, maybe in the Fraser Valley or Tri-Cities or or Vancouver. And then you're still going to have X amount to help, you know, your kids buy, buy your co uh, condo for your kids each. You know, these are planning things that I don't think, um, and I think I know like a lot of realtors, they just don't know how to safely and securely place people's money and why they're doing it. Like the data that it goes into, like we only know because we do it ourselves. And I think that's the key. Um, and just always knowing so much knowledge, like Ali and I just got off a amazing call with the head um, headhunter for LNG with liquid natural gas, what's going on. Like we're always staying ahead of what we call waves of of shifts and economic fundamentals and, and looking at real estate, like with a fine- to like a holistic home. approach and holistically exactly so and i think we're firm believers in holding real estate right over time real estate you know if you can hold on to it and it makes sense don't sell right a lot of times we tell clients you know to, to hold it if they can hold it but in this time right now where interest rates are at an all-time high it does make sense to relocate and sell and reinvest at another time right so that's kind of where we are at the moment. Yeah, I think you guys kind of nailed it. Like, from my business standpoint, we we're not just pre-approving clients for the max mortgage. We have to like sit with them, budget, and make sure we're actually setting them up to afford the mortgage payment. Because it's one thing to go out and purchase your max number, but it's another thing to actually make the payment month over month. Um, so I know you guys had, had phenomenal success in Vancouver, and I I was lucky enough to kind of watch this unfold just working with you uh, prior to this happening. Can you explain what your cross-border program is and what it's about? Yeah, so about, I would say three years ago, um, pretty much because of COVID, it really, it really propelled us forward to change our lifestyle ourselves. And as we said uh, earlier, we kind of are like the guinea pigs for our clients. So a lot of the times when we invest, um, our clients and our VIPs and family and friends, they'll come with us because they know how much thought goes into what we do before we buy a property. And so we loved going to Arizona. Um, we would go and kind of take a little break from work um, for a weekend. Go we were going so often. Yeah. And when we were realizing how much it was costing us to stay in, you know, relatively nice hotels, it, it kind of dawned on us. We're like, okay, here are the purchase prices that we were looking at at the time. This was, you know, three, four years ago. And this is what our mortgage is going to be. And this is the return. Like we, it, it was kind of a no brainer for us because we were going to be saving, you know, 10 to $15,000 a month. And instead of saving, you know, instead of spending it, we'd be saving that plus having mortgage pay down and appreciation. So um, that's kind of what jumpstarted kind of that. Started. Yeah. And then we kind of saw the need because again, doing it ourselves, as Canadians investing in the States, we're going, okay, this was awesome, but we probably could have saved like 30 to $40,000 in just mistakes with lenders and jumping through hoops to understand, you know, if you're investing as an LLC versus in limited partnership versus general partnership and, and trust and, and a trust, like what is a cross-border trust? 
How do you deal with taxes? There's so many uh, different layers to investing cross-border. So we created um, like a curated program for, for clients that we wish we had. And it has six steps. And if you follow every single step, you can actually invest safely and securely in cross-border real estate anywhere in the U.S. as a Canadian, actually. But the places that we chose, which was Arizona, because Ali is um, actually going to be licensed there very, very soon in the next few months. And we opened up our team there and in a beautiful office in Old Town, uh, Scottsdale. So we're so excited. That happened in February. We did our big launch. And then, yeah, it's just a two-hour flight. So we thought, you know what, like, let's do this and um, and help people have that piece of paradise that they will love and cherish. And the difference in some of our clients had said um, the same house that they spent, you know, say $750,000, it would be $3 million in Vancouver on the West side. So what a difference. And now the market there is actually correcting a bit with everything happening globally. So we're getting our clients ready and putting them into the program, you know, telling them to go through all the steps and then we're meeting the lawyer, yeah. talking to the accountant, right? So that's what Amy's saying, strategically investing, right? We've got key components, like got the mortgage broker, we've got the um, accountant, we've got the lawyers, we've got the property management so that you can confidently and securely invest cross-border. And this also works for Mexico, as you've seen, Scott, um, we both bought in Mexico and we're very excited because Mexico's on an upward trajectory. So there's a lot happening with um, expansions of airports and amazing luxury hotel chains. We've done quite well for ourselves and our clients following off the, um, I guess, riding the coattails of luxury hotel chains because they tend to do millions of dollars of research <laughs> before they go into a market. So um, there's some pretty exciting things happening there, but both of um, the, yeah, both, both places, you know, you can do cross border with an easy flight and we just are so passionate about it because it's changed our life. We love, we love being able to, to have free vacations year round yeah. and our property pay for itself and give the keys to family and friends. It's kind of the best. Yeah, no, it's definitely a dream. I think for most people, uh, before I forget to mention for those that are thinking to invest cross border, I would highly recommend uh, you reach out to Amy Alley because they have an accountant that I was lucky enough to listen to like a quick Zoom call that he spoke about like LLPs and the structures and stuff. And the 20 minutes that I listened to him, it blew my mind of like how much planning goes into it. So I would definitely recommend you reach out to Amy Alley to, to join their program and, and get in touch with their accountant. Uh, on to Scottsdale, like I was just down there, my wife and I were down there for a week and it was lovely. It was 44 degrees, hot and, and dry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. What was it that attracted the both of you to Scottsdale? Was it just the fact that you traveled there all the time? Or was it the cash flows, the fact that there's tons of stags and stagettes and, and it's a hot spot in the States? Like, what was it that drew you to Scottsdale to invest? Uh, the biggest was travel because Amy and I, uh, we loved our girls trips there. Most of our girlfriends were celebrating their birthdays there. We were doing bachelorette parties, uh, stagette parties. Um, in Scottsdale, we've been doing that for the last five years. And so that was the preliminary draw was that we knew there was such a demand for um, Airbnbs in, in, in the areas that we were investing in. And also we love to travel there ourselves, right? We've got a lot of family friends that play a lot of golf that have been going down there for years and years and years. So we knew that even just with our, our personal network, 
that we can have our houses rented, which we do just from the people that we know. So. What are the cash flows like in, in like the Scottsdale market? Like, are they cash flow positive, cash flow negative? What's happening down there? So with the way the interest rates are right now, most of our clients are breaking even. They're still cash flowing, but it's, it's nowhere near where it was three or four years ago, where the rates were two and a half to three percent. And now they're north of seven. So they right now, which is why we are watching it, we are hoping that over the next year or so rates will drop a little bit, even one to two points is what we're hoping for. Um, and we are already seeing a decline in the market, just like here, right? There's fluctuations and as interest rates increase, prices usually decrease a little bit. So we do think there will be more opportunities um, kind of Q3 of next year, which is what we're kind of planning for and and have a lot of clients getting ready and doing their due diligence so that you know we're on standby to jump when the opportunity presents itself. Yeah, I think you and me both are hoping for some uh, rate reductions here in the marketplace. Uh, before I move off of uh, Scottsdale here, so I know first responders, I know what they're thinking, their, their mindset is that they don't want another job to manage a property and let alone a property abroad. So these properties in Scottsdale, you and your clients, do you have someone managing them or are you managing them from home on your phone? No. So we have um, two really good property managers um, that manage all of our clients' rentals in Arizona. So they'll be they'll be completely taken care of. Um, most of our clients are very busy, right? And especially first responders, they've probably got families, they've got second jobs, they've got their main job. They don't want to be dealing with renters and bookings and cleaning. So we do have people, two teams actually, that are wonderful property management companies and they take care of everything. Okay, perfect. So to round things out here this afternoon and bring this back full circle, coming back to Vancouver and the Vancouver market, where do the both of you see things going in the latter part of this year and into early 2024? That's yeah. a hard one. No. <laughs> Let me rub my crystal ball. Yeah. <laughs> I think for if inventory stays low, so that's I think that's the thing. We've had these 10 interest rate hikes and everyone's kind of scratching their head going, how are we still at the prices? How are we seeing multiple offers? You know, like a house in Dunbar last week had 70 groups through the open house and had eight offers on it, right? So, and these are $3.6 million price points. We just don't have enough inventory. It's fall now, um, but we see the listing count coming up every single day. We've been run off our feet because we're doing so many market valuations for clients. Again, because I think personally from what the story I shared earlier, I think people are understanding that maybe after COVID they went farther, but then they also went bigger. And so now it's interesting how it shifted that now we're talking to people that are saying, I don't actually need this much space. I actually don't ever use my family room that the white couch sits in and no one's allowed to touch. Like I don't need four bedrooms. My kids have now left. Like, right, we're we're seeing intergenerational living become more prominent, but we're also seeing downsizers and the wave of baby boomers. So uh, we do predict like the term that I've kind of, you know, been putting in our repertoire is stay alive till 25. I know that might sound like everyone's going to be dead. It's not that it just means do not over leverage. You know, if you're feeling stretched, please talk to somebody, get ahead of it. We don't want you to be, you know, negative cash flow. And then suddenly, you know, be 
not 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 able to make payments and then your tenant leaves and you're so stressed right so i think we'll see the downtown market the downtown condo market is probably going to stay pretty steady because it got hit the hardest during the last like kind of five years like we're seeing prices in downtown vancouver the same as five years ago ali and i were selling in buildings for eight hundred forty thousand, for example um just on seymour street uh, in 2018 that same unit is literally $140,000 cheaper today, you know? So, um, for our clients that have, you know, access to a lot of capital and, and want like kind of like a blue chip stock type of real estate investment, downtown Vancouver is great, but you just probably won't get any cash flow. So you have to float it a bit more or put more capital in. So it's great for those type of clients. Um, and then houses, there's still, there's just not enough right now. So the minute that we see an inventory shift, that's where we're going to see prices come down. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do predict it's going to happen because of all the conversations we're having. There's a lot of people that um, have been barely getting by for this past year. And now they're at the point where they just can't do it anymore. And a lot of our clients that own investment properties where they are on variables. And, you know, we've got some clients that are on very three or four properties are on variables. So where they were cash flowing, say, $1,500 a month. Now they're negative cash flow, 3000 a month, right? So it's quite a bit, uh, it's been quite a big shift for them. So I think, yeah, we are going to see um, a, a correction in the market yeah. and, and a lot of opportunity. And I, I think with all the renewals for mortgages, as, as you very much know, Scott, it's, it's that, you know, can you, are you over leveraged with that, that car payment? Are you able to, you know, do you want to sacrifice travel? You know, a lot of our girlfriends are saying, oh, we haven't been anywhere for a couple of years because there's no extra money to go around to travel as much anymore, for example. But do you want to do that so long? Like until you go like me, do I need, do I need this property? Can I downsize? Can I shift? Can I have a better life this way? Can I get ahead this way? So yeah, I think inventory is is shifting already. We're seeing it. Um, but we do, there's light at the end of the tunnel. We do think by 2026, the amount of immigration, because Canada is quite a immigration friendly country uh, and we're letting in so many people as is and, you know, way overshot what, you know, we had what a million people over the, like right. So again, we don't have enough housing for everyone. So what we love is that Canada is so resource rich, you know, um, there's a, um, an amazing kind of book that I'm reading right now about the migration and in the whole world of, of why people are moving and talks about geopolitics and climate change and all this stuff that we keep hearing in the news. But um, that's what we've been concentrating on so much is understanding that in, in a simplified way and then helping our clients look at opportunities to get ahead of all of the movement in the world. Where are people going? What are the demographic shifts? So um it's not an easy question to answer but i think you know do not be over leveraged stay alive till 25 is what we'll steal from another economist and um and 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 act if you've if you've got cash because realtors like ourselves mm-hmm. will know when there's a good deal if you were buying five years ago at 840 or whoever bought for 840 and now you can buy for 650 buy it mm-hmm regardless of the interest rates, because over it's, time, it's on we'll sale. Go back up. Yeah. huge sale. So you have to realize like, how, what are you buying at the sale and, and what bar on the graph are you buying at? 
and it's all in the numbers and data. So um, that's what we're kind of, we're excited for for opportunities finally coming for our buyers and investors. Yeah, I think in, you nailed it. Like, there's a lot of hard conversations. I'm sure you guys are having. I'm having with clients and first responders alike. A lot of them are trading trading time for money right now. And Allie and I spoke to it before we started recording today's episode. But a lot of first responders are are picking up extra shifts to cover that increase in mortgage payment. And I think it's 43% of mortgages are coming up for renewal in the next 12 months. And we're going to see like a a rate probably triple from what they were coming out of. And it doesn't necessarily mean the payment's going to triple, but it is going to go up. And and it's that hard conversation is, do we need that five bedroom home or could we live in a two bedroom condo that, that cat that we could afford more reasonably without trading time for money. Um, But uh, again, thanks for, for joining us today. If you guys have time, can you stay around for the Responder Roundup? Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> hey, everyone, real quick. The Responder Roundup is brought to you by SGS Mortgages, helping Canadians achieve wealth through real estate. For a no-commitment 15-minute chat, go to www.chatwithscott.ca to see if we can help you. Awesome. So Responder Roundup is five quick and easy, lighthearted questions. The first question, what is one book that you've read in the last 12 months that you would recommend? Oh, the book I was just talking that, about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Allie has a different book. You go. Debt Millionaire, but yours is. Nice. Uh, Moo by Prog Kana. So good. I can't wait for De- her to so she can fill me in. <laughs> the best spot you've got to look at. It's amazing. It's, Babe- it's four billion people are going to move by 2050. Four oh, wow. billion, not billion, billion. That's a lot of people, yeah. You almost uh, know where they're going, so you can invest early. Yeah. I'm a big quote person. Like, I, I have mine on my wall. Uh, what's... Your favorite quote? Ooh, mine's uh, stand on the shoulders of giants. I like that. Too many in my head right now. (laughs) Okay. Favorite movie of all time? 16 Candles for sure. (laughs) I don't like, uh, I'm bad with these kind of things. I I watch way too many shows. (laughs) What's your favorite quote? You had that one um, that you told me about that I loved. A good one. A good one right now is Lioness. Oh, on, on uh, Paramount. Really, Lioness. Yeah, it's a good show. You're kind of a lioness. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite city to travel to in your home province? So in BC. Ooh, I would say, I would say Kelowna. Yeah, I was gonna say Okanagan. Yeah, yeah. in Lake Country, it's so yeah. beautiful. Okay, final question. One thing you've purchased for under a thousand dollars that's had a positive impact on your life, either professionally or personally. Ooh, my dog who's no longer here, but we said yeah, seven hundred and fifty dollars got our, me through a lot. IP Buster got me through three hard relationships. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to say Kitty Leong, yeah. all one word. I know it's a little weird, but a little rescue. She was kitty. a rescue kitty, and she was free. Actually, no, her, her crate was one hundred and fifty dollars, okay. but she's. 15 or 16 years strong. And I'm obsessed with her. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Amy and Allie, thanks again for joining us today. Where can our listeners find you? So we're pretty active on social media on Instagram. So mine's Amy Ames with two Zs and Allie's is Allie Ballum uh, with two Ls. So yeah. Or amyandallie.com. Yeah. amyandallie.com is easy too. Amazing. I'll put it in the show notes here today. I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, you two ladies do in the next six to 12 months. And thanks for joining us.
Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of First Responder to Riches. We hope you found value in this episode and ask that you click the follow button on your preferred podcast platform. And please take a minute to leave a five-star review. Your feedback and positive reviews help us reach more first responders like you who are seeking financial freedom. Thank you once again for tuning in. Until next time, stay safe, stay inspired, and keep investing in your future.